0: And let us begin with great respect and with great kindness. It is a pleasure to welcome you all to Spirit Rock Online. And happy Mother's Day for all who mother in all the beautiful different ways. Welcome to today's class called The Buddha's Teaching on Unconditional Love, Unpacking the Metta Sutta. With our teacher, Ayasanta Chita, from the Aloka Earth Room in Northern California. Today's class goes from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Pacific Time. Um, just to note we are trying different formats and there will be a survey later on. And if you're digging this format, this time frame, please let us know. The lots of folks want to know if you're if you're liking shorter, shorter versions of what we've been doing to give us a feel for who we're sitting with today and how vast a circle this really is. Um, I'd like to invite you all, I'm just going to make sure that chat is open to all of you. I think it is. It is. I'm going to invite you all to go into chat now and let us know where you're calling in from. And I actually want to give a shout out to some of the farther reaches of this call. India, Canada, United Kingdom, Germany, Switzerland, Romany, Italy, France, Israel, Turkey, Mexico, and yes, all four, four corners of the United States. So welcome all the time zones. Spirit Rock is located both online globally and on land in the San Geronimo Valley, which is part of unceded Coast Miwok ancestral territory in Northern California. And when we say welcome, we welcome you all, all parts of you, your color, culture, beliefs, gender, orientations, abilities, ages, education, economies. Whether you've been practicing the Dharma for 40 plus years or if this is your very first time, please fully take your place in this sacred circle. We haven't met yet my name is maria Cristina tavera some of my friends call me christina whichever works for you i get to be your host today thank you thank you thank you for your generous do- donations and registration fees that have kept spirit rock ongoing now for 40 years and allow us to have all these different types of gatherings and also allow us to pay for our teachers today is a donna day which means um, you could pay nothing or you could pay whatever oh. your heart moves you to. Uh, we are going to be sharing registration fees with Chita and the Aloka Earth Room today, and I will be putting a link directly to the Aloka Earth Room should you feel moved to give uh, an additional offering, and thank you. Quick overview, if you've been here before, you've heard some of this, so nice time to get some tears, some water, settle in to maintain the serenity of our global meditation hall. We're gonna have you on mute and the chat is gonna go to host only once the teacher starts. Closed captioning should be on, yes it is, yay. If for whatever reason it turns off, just send me a little note. Uh, The teacher, the sangha, all of us really appreciate when you can have your camera on if it works for you. It does give us a sense of community and actually does help um, some feelings of isolation that some of us who don't have immediate sangha might be going through, so thank you. That participant guide link will have references and resources. You're gonna get to keep that for 90 days. We're gonna add the link to the recording for this class, which you can also have for 90 days and rewatch as many times as you'd like. So please keep that. Our teacher today is Aya Santa Chita. It is so lovely to have her back. It's so lovely to have her as a new neighbor at Spirit Rock. We are looking forward to having her more and more often here at Spirit Rock. Ayasanta Chita is the co co founded the Aloka Vihara in 2009, received bhikkhuni ordination in 2011. She's committed to Gaia as a living being and resides at the Aloka Earth Room, which is currently located in beautiful San Rafael, California. Bienvenida. Welcome back to one of your spiritual homes.
1: Thank you, Christina. Thank you, Christina, for introducing me and yes, they are local earth room, you see a, a photo behind me. It's a small temple space, you know, which I have uh, installed in a, in a house in San Rafael, just opened its doors uh, last month, and I'm just eight miles away from Spirit Rock, so really down the road from Spirit Rock and uh, I want to welcome you all on this uh, special day, Mother's Day. And, you know, I myself, I'm actually not a mother. I never had children, but for me, the Mother's Day is is more than that. You know, thinking of my mother, actually, who died quite young when she was 48 years old, she died from a horse riding accident, and that was a very um, formative time for me to you know, uh, that's when I really woke up for the first time, I was 28 years old, you know, when I really started to understand that there is limitations to living as a human being on this planet. And it was a bit of a shock. So I have a sense of gratitude and my mother has given birth to me in a way twice, you know, once when I was born as a baby and then a second time when I woke up to the need, you know, for some spiritual guidance and for some spiritual understanding, because I was felt so lost, you know, after this experience, because I had never contemplated death, I had never thought about those things. And then it all, you know, kind of tumbled down on me and crashed me in a, in a moment. So and then i found the dhamma and uh, you know slowly but surely f- found a sense of uh, orientation again in the world and and somehow i stayed i stayed in the monastery Even i only saw the, you know, i wanted to go for a very short time to find some way of um, guidance and understanding for what had what i had experienced but then for some reasons i'm still a nun right now because i found out you know that the more i practiced the more i saw also how much i don't know so it was an interesting process and uh and today on this mother's day you know i really um, remember that and also remember you know planet earth as being our real mother as being you know the biosphere being being the place, you know, where we are coming from. Really, we are a secretion of the planet. And when we die, we're going to go back into it. And this is a constant process, you know, arising and ceasing like the waves on the top of the ocean. And the same is, you know, all sentient beings which live on this planet, arise out of the planet and go back into it. So we can think of our physical mothers who have given birth to us but also think about mother earth today who has given birth to everything everything around us comes from her and we never cut the umbilical cord to her but that's like a very powerful way of uh, reflecting which I also would like to bring in today and then behind me you see on my on this on, on the other side. On this side, you can see in the in the corner, the Paramita. that's the uh, embodiment of wisdom in the Mahayana. And it's, uh, it's the likeness of the wife of a Balinese king, or was it Chavanese, I don't know at the moment, Bali or Java, who had this statue made, you know, in the likeness of his own wife, and, and she embodies wisdom, because of the womb of the woman, she is considered the mother of all the Buddhas. Because the insight into emptiness, the emptiness of the womb is that which facilitates liberation. So we can also, you know, remember Prajnaparamita, emptiness, you know, as that which gives birth to liberation. So our own mothers, the planet herself, or Gaia, and emptiness. Everything arises out of emptiness, even, you know, the whole universe. So that's the biggest mother we can, you know, consider is emptiness. So, you know, thinking in that way is really helpful to uh, set the mind in a skillful direction for the three hours we are spending together today. So let us just settle in by finding a posture we can sustain for about, you know, 25 minutes or so. So I'm now going to come out of the image of the uh, earth room and uh, just, just sitting here in the room now, just against the wall. And, you know, the wall of this room is made with clay paint. So it's made from the earth also. And I'd like us, you know, to start with a guided meditation on the elements so first you know we are aware of the weight of our bodies And, you know, allow your breath to take you into the body. And allow your nervous system to guide you, being aware of the weight, the sense of gravity, which pulls you towards where you belong, the Earth. Planet Earth, they have come from, and where you're never going to be separated from as long as you're in this body. And see if you can sense the Soil below you, and not p- pushing at all, just see what happens. It's how far you know your mind can incline, can sense that connection with the planet. and then tap your teeth together and and feel the hardness of the teeth that's a direct experience of earth element and you know earth element is hardness as opposed to softness or also structure and we can in a particular be aware of that hardness in our bones or the teeth which are the tips of the bones or the fingernails so now we're going to sweep from the top of the head down the toes and being aware of hardness earth element and there's nothing special you have to do just following you know listening to what i'm saying and allowing your mind to follow as much as it can in the present moment and there is nothing special you know which has to happen it's a very subtle practice very simple and, you know, coming back to that simplicity in our lives of great complexity, that's one of the benefits of meditation. And it can also be uncomfortable, you know, because we are used to a certain overwhelm of input, and now we're going to kind of come down, come down to the ground come down to simplicity and maybe you know stay with the dissonance of that slowing down. Times are urgent, we need to really slow down. Otherwise we're just gonna in the in the rush, in the hurry, we're just gonna do so many things, you know, which are not really very wise, you know, which don't really are giving us what we are really looking for. So slowing down and doing that as a community is a very important work, you know, which we can do and benefiting not only ourselves, but benefiting society, benefiting everyone who lives on this planet or above this planet or inside of it. So starting on the top of the head with becoming aware of hardness, earth element. And then sweeping over the head to the neck Vertebrae, hardness, earth element. the shoulders, hardness, earth element. Arms, hardness, earth element. The hands hardness earth element the torso with the ribcage and the spine hardness earth element the hips hardness earth element the legs Hardness, Earth element. The feet, hardness, Earth element. This whole body is permeated by Earth element. Earth element internally and Earth element externally and the mountains and the rocks is exactly the same Earth element. Earth element is empty, empty of a self. And if we don't eat or ingest Earth element as food for more than one or two months, this body is going to fall apart. It always, you know, needs to be in exchange with the biosphere, with the mother, we never cut that umbilical cord. We eat and we go to the bathroom, there's a constant cycle, a constant recycling happening. And it said, you know, within seven years, all of the cells of the body are exchanged. So those bodies are not separate at all. And, and then the next element we are looking at is the water element. Because in, in order for the earth element you know, to really make forms, it needs to be cohesive. That's the water element, which stands for wetness, for fluidity and cohesion. And we can be aware of it in our flesh is the flesh of the body is permeated by liquids so we're gonna now sweep up from the bottom of the feet being aware of the softness of the flesh water element and then from the feet we come to the legs water element hips water element The torso with all of the organs inside, water element. The hands, water element. The arms, water element. The shoulders, water element. The neck. Water element. The head, water element. This whole body is permeated by water element. It consists about 75% of water element. Water element internally and water element externally in the rivers and the lakes, the oceans and rain. It's exactly the same water element water element is empty, empty of a self. And if we don't take in water element as beverages or drinks or water, we will die more than five days, or even three days, and the body is going to shut down. So there's a constant give and take between the planet and us, and we are not separate at all. There is no internal and external. Then from the water element, it can only, you know, form a body if it has a certain temperature. If it's too hot, it evaporates. If it's too cold, it freezes. So that brings us to the next element, fire element, which stands for temperature hot and cold and we can be aware of it on the skin. where the surface of the skin meets the the room temperature, the air. So being aware of that on the head. Fire element. Sweeping down over the neck and the shoulders. Fire element. The arms and hands. Fire element. Maybe in the palms of your hands, you can feel the heat. Then the torso, fire element, hips, legs and feet, fire element. This whole body is permeated by fire element. Fire element internally and fire element externally coming from the sun and also from all kinds of uh, fossil fuels and wood which we burn to make heat or we build houses and clothing. That's fire element. Fire element internally and externally is exactly the same fire element. Fire element is empty, empty of a self. And phi element is the product of motion, of friction, which takes us to the next element, which is wind element, which stands for movement, expansion and contraction and pressure. And we can experience that directly in our bodies with the breathing process. Feeling the expansion of the chest when we breathe in and um, contraction when we breathe out. And if we are really with the process, we can feel it, you know, down into the toes, the expansion and the contraction into the fingertips. And if we don't breathe for three minutes, the body is going to shut down. That's the four main elements, earth element, wood element, fire element and wind element. And this meditation is a very ancient technology, you know, which comes to us from the early Buddhist teaching, the so-called four establishments of mindfulness, or the four Satipatthana belongs to the first establishment kaya body and there's two more exercises in there also meditation on body parts and the meditation on death so those you know three meditations they give us an overview about the limits of being a human being being born in this body has limits And we need to make friends with that. Just like a mother, you know, says to her children, certain things, you know, is not okay to do because it's harmful, harmful to yourself or harmful to others or harmful to both. And, you know, the Mother Earth is not, you know, doing the hands-on thing in the same way as a, as a human mother, but she has started to give us feedback. And we need to listen. But first, you know, we need to know who we are before we really feel motivated to listen. And I think this meditation shows us in no uncertain terms who we truly are. And through these instructions, you know, we get some guidance, how to listen, how to listen with our whole body, not just with the mind. The mind can't really understand this. It has to pair with other forms of intelligence, which are located in the body and which we haven't been using for a long time. Because our culture is very much into other stuff. But we can make it come back online again by using it. So allowing uh, so ourselves to relax with the out-breath, relaxing into the silence and the space around us. And then in a few minutes I'm going to ring the bell and then we have an opportunity together to take the three refugees and the five precepts. I just want to speak a few minutes about the Three Refugees and the Five Precepts and then afterwards Maria Christina is going to screen share the text in for us. So, you know, the Three Refugees are a way, you know, how we can um, have a little ritual together, you know, to remind ourselves about The teacher, you know, from whom this teaching comes, which is the Buddha or also our own capacity for liberation or for awareness, which is also called Buddha. So the internal Buddha and the external Buddha and then refuge in the Dharma, which is the teaching or we could also call, you know, the laws of nature and then refuge in Sangha, which is uh, taking refuge in those, you know, who have realized the teaching to a certain degree and and pass it on. Or also our whole community here today, you know, on the screen. And then the five precepts are considered, you know, the, the foundation on which the teaching is actually able to really reap benefit for us. Because if we are not doing the teaching within a framework of ethics, it's not going to be working very well. Because we're going to always, you know, kind of a step forward, a step back, a step forward, a step back. So the five precepts are considered like being a protection for ourselves and also giving the gift of fearlessness to the world, which is a very beautiful sentiment I think, you know, in this world today where there's so much um, chaos and carelessness really. So the five precepts are a great gift, you know, which we can give to our mother, you know, the the planet or our mother, the universe really. I mean it's the mother is has no boundaries. And we can also give it to ourselves. And uh, I think before we start with the refugees, I'd like us to all go into gallery view for a moment. This is in the right upper corner and just, you know, take in everybody who is here today. So we know, you know, who is the Sangha. So just scrolling through those few pages and just seeing, you know, who is there. Okay. Lovely. Okay. So um, Maria Christina, could you screen share the text in for us? Wonderful. And please, you know, all be muted. And only Maria Christina stays with me. So I have one person to because we're going to do that as call and response. The first three lines is the homage to the Buddha, the teacher, or our own capacity, you know, for awareness and uh, wisdom and compassion. And this one, we are chanting together the first three lines, and then at Budang Saranam Gachami, that's the where the refugees start, we do that in call and response and then underneath, we have the five precepts in English and the language you see here, that's the Pali language, which is very close to Sanskrit, which is the canonical, you know, Pali is the canonical language for Theravada Buddhism. So I'm going to start with the homage to the Buddha.
2: Namo uh,
1: uh, Maria Cristina, for that piece, if you stay, make yourself mute for that piece, and then when we come to the refugees, I'll need you to hear you, okay? Thank you. Namo tasa bhagavato arahato samma namo tasa bhagavato arahato sama sambuddhasa namo tasa bhagavato arahato sama Sa. so now i'm mute you maria christina and now we're gonna do this together <ararang>
2: Putam saranam gachami. Dammam saranam gachami. Dhammam saranam gachami. Sangham saranam gachami. Sangam saranam gachami. Tuttiampi putang saranam gachami. Tutiampi tiampi pudam saranam gachami. Tu tiampi tamam saranam gachami. Tu tiampi tamam saranam gachami. Tu tiampi sankang saranam gachami. Tu tiampi sangam saranam gachami. Tatiampi putang saranang gacami. Tatyanpi putam saranam gacami. Tatyanpi tamang saranang gacami. Tatyanpi tamam saranam gacami. Tatiampi sangkang saranang gacami. Tatyam Pi Sangam Saranam Gacchami
1: Niti tang. Now we're going to come to the five precepts. And again we do that in call and response. I undertake the precept to refrain from taking the life of any living creature.
0: I undertake the precept to refrain from taking the life of any
1: living creature. I undertake the precept to refrain from taking that which is not given.
0: I undertake the
1: precept to refrain
0: from taking that which is not given.
1: I undertake the precept to refrain from sexual misconduct. I undertake the precept to
2: refrain from sexual misconduct. I undertake the precept to refrain from false and harmful speech. I undertake the precept to
1: refrain from false and harmful speech. I undertake the precept to refrain from consuming intoxicating drink and drugs, which lead to carelessness.
0: I undertake the precept to refrain from consuming intoxicating drink
1: and drugs, which lead to carelessness. Imani pancha sikapadani samadhiyami. Silena sukatinyanti, silena bhoga sampada, silena nipotinyanti tasma silang visotaye sadhu 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 so that's a little blessing you know Mm -hmm. as this is considered to be giving the gift of fearlessness to the world which is a great gift especially in these times where there's so much uncertainty confusion and anxiety so thank you everyone you know who took the precepts and even you took only one it's great Taking five is, is the best, but any amount of precepts is a good thing. Yeah. Wonderful.